Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Apollo 13. In the year 1970, number 13 was lucky for some. I always like to say that's my lucky number. I've recently switched to 268 just because I see that number a lot. Mm. It's been my last three phone numbers, and it was my Boy Scout troop, so it just keeps popping in my face. You bring that fact up a lot for a fact that's not very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we had an Apollo at the museum near my house, which that's can be cool. seen in Cobra Kai season three or four, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, it was it was one of the ones, it, w- it was in space, but it didn't have any people in it, and they ripped out all the in- insides I see. for display, so it's not I, I think usually in museums they don't have any people in them. No, I mean the capsule. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Apollo <laughs> 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 well, 11 is not in a museum and like Buzz and Neil are just trapped in there, banging on the glass. <laughs> They're still in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> You're not on your Twilight Zone podcast now, Matt. <laughs> Apollo the 13th, a, a ship that was not crewed by Matt. And was not crewed by Luke. And it was not a sci-fi sanctuary. We haven't done this movie yet because it's not... It's, it's, I guess, well, it's not fiction. Yeah. It's kind of ruins the sci-fi part, the fi part of the sci. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that, like, the biggest space achievements we've made now seem quaint and historical in terms of science and tech. <laughs> like, they were calculating their numbers on a bit of paper and their technology was just to explode a bunch of shit under a tube so it launches into space. Oh, like, right. Well, that's... Still, how they do it? They they got to work on that anti-grab UFO stuff. Military's just sitting on it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No space elevator, man. That's where it's at. Right. Yeah, that is an idea. Yeah, I saw that. I, I did see this on the opening night back in the day. So. Well, yeah, did the film actually come out? Uh, uh ninety-five maybe. Mm. Actually, I was thinking that like because you asked me what's the year and you're like nineteen seventy. I was like. Ugh. Yeah, I was having a little bit of brain flashes. Let's say Forrest, probably 95, because I think this was the follow-up to Forrest Gump. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for Tom Hanks, that is, so, mm. yeah, yeah. No, this, is, this was, actually, it's kind of wild. This was one of the big summer movies that year, so you know, we don't get ones that smart anymore, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mind-bending, uh, maybe, but not, like, smart, maybe. This one's not is, so mind-bending. Is it smart? It's got astronauts and physicists and stuff. It's about smart people, but it's a pretty schmaltzy, cheesy, dumb film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe, yeah, cause I, I was senior in high school, and th- I mean, we, this was this was the, this was the summer prestige film, so mm. I guess we were all kind of... I think we just don't get them anymore. Yeah, yeah. You get, like, you get smaller stuff that's meant to be drama, and then you just get big, dumb stuff. You yeah. don't get big stuff that's also meant to be good anymore. I, I think this movie was pretty expensive, but I yeah. mean, it's again just lacking the mid the mid budgeted fo- uh, photo, the mid budgeted picture. You know, yeah, is yeah, yeah. kind of an issue these days. So, but this, well, I guess th- that's the thing. This did have a blockbuster budget for the time, mm. so it technically was a blockbuster. No, that's what I mean. We still get blockbusters, but all of our blockbusters are done. Ah, okay. None of our blockbusters are also meant to be our good dramas. Because uh, well, the movie First Man was a few years ago. But it was pretty boring. Yeah, it kind of came and went. I don't even feel like it got much attention. I think I watched it. Yes, I did watch it. I just forgot it. But that's, that's the point of this film, right? It's no one actually gives a shit about space exploration that goes well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they had the lowest rated TV show ever, right? Yeah. They have, what, five people watching? <laughs> uh, when, when did you first... And, and I do remember getting this on VHS and when it was still exciting, like... I got a movie on a tape. Mm. Um, and I didn't dub it, right? I mean, right. the 80s were all dubbed VHS, right? This is right right when you could, like, 
get them affordably, like yeah. after the six month window. So that was still kind of exciting at the time. I see. So I probably did watch this as a kid. Because, you know, it was the big movie. I was around. I like space. But I don't have any memories of that time. What I do remember is watching it with a then girlfriend. Um, this would have been around, I don't know, 2011 or something, 2012. I was thinking back, like, why did I watch this with her? Why was she into this? And then I was, when I was sat watching the film, because um, I saw this in the theatre a couple of days ago. It's the classic film they're showing this week in the cinema in Nangamo. Um, and it was, I re suddenly remembered why she wanted to watch this film when Kevin Bacon came on screen. But this ex had a massive crush on Kevin Bacon. Oh, you get the full bacon here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's literally, he walked on screen. I was like, oh, that's why I watched it with her. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to play that game a lot? The Kevin Bacon games? Degrees, the degrees, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if she's obsessed with bacon, she must be obsessed with that as well. We must, we must be within six now. Huh? Oh, we've done pods with some pretty big people. We're probably oh, yeah. six degrees from Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah, Bacon. yeah, yeah. Anyone that wants to tell us our six degrees from Kevin Bacon, yeah, yeah, we definitely ha must have that by now. So, <laughs> yay. Um, I guess I'll... I'll it's, I feel like I'm giving a history lesson instead of a plot synopsis, but I'll do that. Three, two, one. Jim Lovell and his crew, Ken Mattingly and Fred Hayes, are bumped up to pilot Apollo 13 after fellow astronaut Alan Shepard has a recurrence of his ear problems. Unfortunately, days before launch, Mattingly is exposed to German measles, and backup crew member Jack Swigert takes his place. All should be well, and launch commences, during which one of their rockets fail. Gotta have a glitch in the mission. But there's another glitch as their broadcast from space has extremely low ratings. And oh, then their oxygen tank explodes and begins venting. If that's not enough, the command module is quickly losing power. The crew uses the lunar module as a lifeboat while their ship slingshots around the moon without landing. So now all the crew has to do is jury-rig a carbon dioxide filter, figure out how to readjust their re-entry angle on the fly, and power up what is left of the command module. Fortunately, the still-not-sick Mattingly is working non-stop on the ladder of those problems in a NASA simulator. Meanwhile, Hayes is actually getting sick in space. But let's not forget that 13 is a lucky number as the crew overcomes these odds with the help of the thousands of folks on the ground. I definitely don't have German measles. No. I confirmed that this morning. You've got the antibody. So that, yeah. does that mean you've had the measles or just that you had um, your shots before? And I had the around? shots when I was a kid, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's still working, right? Yeah. But, uh, so, but you have to have, like, I think it was like you have, whatever the antibody was, you have, it had to be a 2.0. Mm. Mine was like 14.0, so you're like, get out Dang. of here. <laughs> Maybe you just actually have had the measles recently. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it, yeah. yeah. But uh yeah, so I, I will I will be on this mission. That's why we're recording this. Are you episode. also physically fit and good at science? I can I fake it? Not like in NASA. <laughs> <laughs> Could uh Leonardo DiCaprio and Cashri if you can have faked an astronaut? He got he did what, lawyer, doctor? I guess, like, he could maybe fake his way into the interview, but I don't think he could pull off a space mission. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a whole joke in Dark Star, right? Yeah. Where they had sent, like, the janitor because they thought he was somebody else. 
<laughs> Although we did have an argument there if that was just a joke. Yeah, the joke not. was that he made the joke that he wasn't really who he said he was. Yeah. yeah. I like the joke that he wasn't, though, and that no one believes him for, like, 15 years. But um, here, I, I guess everyone's who they say they are. Well, they're not. They're all actors. Jim Lovell's, like, barely in this film. Uh, who does, where, yeah, assume he has a cameo. Yeah, he's one of the uh, flight crew on the aircraft carrier at the end. Okay. The interesting thing is um, the Ron Howard, the director, wanted to put him in a... Um, like a general's uniform. It's like, no, it's a captain when I left the service, so make me a captain. Fair enough. <laughs> and like I said, I was, I was going to make a joke about they all died ultimately, but Jim Lovell's still kicking it, so. Yeah, how cool. At like 94 or something. <laughs> so, good for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this was, like, I guess this is right in the center of Prime Hanks. Mm. Because um, I, I guess you would still say Forrest Gump would be, I guess, the uh, the, the, the main event. But I guess the is... thing with this one is it's a big film and he's the leading man. But he's not necessarily doing much acting in this. No, nah, yeah, I mean, it's just like things are breaking around you. It's kind of, yeah. I guess, easier. Like, I'm not saying he does a bad job, he does a good job. But it's not like he's not doing anything special. Mm. You know, you wouldn't expect him to win any awards performance in this. I'm trying to think of what some of the other um, casting ideas were for this. I, I think there was someone else for Jim Lovell. The only one that's coming to mind is um, they, they wanted John Cusack to be Fred Hayes, and he, he said no. I guess he didn't. I, honestly, saying no to this movie, sometimes you're like, wow, but it's such a successful film. But you're like, yeah, but in this one, you would have uh, committed yourself to, like, days in the vomit comment. So. That's why I would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd regret it after two weeks. <laughs> I've never regretted anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I was sitting there thinking, like, how much of it is them just slowly sh shaking the camera and how much is actual footage yeah. from, from <laughs> that? Because obviously you only want to do the shot you have to do in that, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to, back to Hanks. Um, I mean, this movie's better than Forrest Gump. <laughs> I like Forrest Gump, but it's too long. <laughs> mm. This movie is almost too long. Forrest Gump is probably more of a science fiction film than this is. Yeah, in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> but not as much science. <laughs> um, who else is in our crew? Yeah, I already mentioned Bill Paxton would, would, is what they wanted John Cusack. They got Bill Paxton, but... I got a lot of time for Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah, everyone's got time for Bill Paxton. That's where it's almost like I'm not even disappointed that the casting didn't work out how they wanted it, you know? Because um, he's... This is right... I wonder if this is the film that temporarily had him thrown into, like, leading man status. Because the year after this is when he did Twister. Okay. Which is, like, the big attempt to make Bill Paxton, like, an actual leading man. Yeah, I don't know. He's just, he's got, like, a second guy face. Yeah, yeah, he's got a game <laughs> over face, right. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't got leading man face. He's got second villain face. Mm-mm-mm. Um, well, the, the one who did go on to do some leading man stuff. And I think... He must have done Tremors already by this point, right? Bacon? Oh, yeah. He'd done... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. People were already playing the game when this came out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was not trying to slap you just to get the bug to drift on through through our space capsule. Yeah, I guess he's, he's the young buck to Tom Hanks's safe old hand, I guess, in this one. See, that's where... I don't I think there's that much age difference between them, really. No, but. there's not. I was like, I think Kevin Bacon was already pretty established by this point. So yeah. having him there as, like, the punk kid was a little bit weird. Yeah, but he's just got a punk kid vibe. Yeah, no, he's perfectly good. So, um, <laughs> and, and and especially as the guy that just gets shoved in your face at the last second. Yeah. So that, that's fun. <laughs> because I was watching it, because I, I, when I was watching it the other day, I, I remembered it, but I didn't like perfectly remember it. Mm. So I was like, oh, Kevin Bacon's in this, but he's just the guy who's in the backup team and does stuff with... Well, they're not in space. That's lame. Like, oh, right. No, no. He does go to space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Gary Sinise gets shafted. And he he's a... Well, see, Bacon, you still see in stuff now. Hanks, mm -hmm. of course, you do. Bill Paxton, we wish we did. Mm. Sinise is the guy that seems to have drifted off into the ether or something. Because he, he is a... Oh, it's that guy. Kind of a guy. But, in, but I couldn't tell you what he's done in the past 10, That's my years. That's my point. I, I know, can't, I'm just yeah. agreeing with you. Because in the 90s, he was all over the place. Like, he was also in Forrest Gump, right? right. So, um, and then that, that Mars movie. I'm sure he is still doing stuff. It's just... Because he's always been like a character actor, a bit part kind of a guy. Mm. So I'm sure he's probably in a Marvel or something. Yeah, I guess he just stumbled <laughs> into some blockbusters. Yeah. Hey, wouldn't, we'd know if he was in a Marvel, I think. Mm -hmm. We've at least seen those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he is doing actual actor shit instead. Now, the people maybe that, he just made millions of dollars and he's chilling on his ranch. The people that almost do just drift by are also... I mean, we got we got some Ed Harris, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Ed Harris and everything. He's just... 
You know, he's, I mean, he only ever plays one character. But Tammy plays it well. <laughs> well, they said that he was quite spot on for um, yeah. for for Gene Kurtz. Kurtz is what's uh, great is control guy. He's got like a the serious thing, but he's still likable. Yes, um, which not everyone can pull off. Right. Although, you know what he'd have been a good good one of. He'd have been a good Starfleet captain. Yeah, yeah. I I guess that's kind of where we're going with Pike now, right? Yeah. So that that makes a little sense. I mean, I I think because he did the uh, Pollock. Film, mm. so that seems like a pretty because Pollock is very nutsy and unlikable, and so Ed Harris would be a good. That's yeah. why he was a good choice for that particular role. Yeah. So um, and for this one, his, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm like forgetting here. Like I just always Stephen Root is he in this movie or not in this movie? Because I just always picture him in Mission Control. I don't think he is in this one. Okay, because you just you think of Mission Control, you imagine yeah. him these days, you know. <laughs> so okay, maybe he's not here. Uh, Clint Howard, uh, the director's brother, doesn't have his Tranya in this movie, but <laughs> kind of fun. I mean, did you notice? No. Oh, okay. Who's he in this? Uh, just one well, of the Mission Control guys. Okay. <laughs> he gets several lines, um, and if you think about it, you can match him with him as a kid in Star Trek because his face never changed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Which Star Trek scene? Uh, Corbinite Maneuver. He's he's the oh, Tranya wow. kid. Oh, wow. And now he's in Mission Control because he's Clint, uh, Clint Howard's brother. Oh, he is. He's Ron, Ron Howard's brother. Right. Yeah, I can't picture the kid from an episode of TOS that but he has saw such, 15 years ago. He has such a ago. weird face. <laughs> <laughs> he has such a weird face. So, yeah, he tends to stick in people's minds. So, yeah, you should rewatch that one. Uh, yes, sir. And then... Uh, Kath, Kathleen Quinn and I, I'm actually missing her name. We don't. N- none of us are on the on the in the chair at the moment, are we? No. So I should at least get her name right. <laughs> yeah, well, the whole the family, obviously, just in it to worry about Tom Hanks. So you got her and the kids, and like, they do a good job, but it just made me realize that this film, does barely has female roles. Or roles for people of color. Kathleen Quinlan. Right. That's it. Uh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, she's... Her role in this movie is the woman, because everyone else is just, like, uh, Kevin Bacon's fuck toys, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Fred Harris, Hayes' wife. Fred Hayes also has a wife. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's pregnant and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, no, my point was that we now know that NASA wouldn't have achieved fuck all without a load of black women. True. <laughs> Which this movie <laughs> certainly didn't know. Yes. But, like, <laughs> that is not accidental that's deliberately that history was buried right so that is something you have to criticize this film for true though i mean uh you don't don't necessarily have to decriticize the director for it because he didn't know well i'm just saying when when they were doing their the most i mean when they were doing their biggest contribution was 10 years was 10 years earlier so no we could again we could not have been this position without that, so it's, it's, I I'm bet, not saying I, it's not valid. I'm sure I they're still bet working. The people in Mission Control and the people solving these problems were not as 100% straight white men yeah. as they're depicted in this film. They probably were in Mission Control, though. We have the pictures. Maybe you know? in the room, yeah. But yeah, in, in the rooms beside Mission Control, which as uh, the movie that that uh, numbers, what is it? Something numbers. He says like a thousand people brought them back to Earth or something. At the yeah, end yeah, film, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just trying to remember the name of the movie with the the, the quote. Oh, hidden figures. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought we should at least throw the name out just in case someone doesn't know it. So yeah, um, yeah, we should find a good guest and do that one. Yeah, yeah, Same, for I sure. <laughs> uh, any other actors you want to chat up? I guess we got through them. No, but I will just on the Tom Hanks thing. It's kind of. I think this is the film where he most just uses the same voice he uses for Woody. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. playing butts. <laughs> That that's really stuck out to me as being kind of amusing. Yeah, because to- and Toy Story was the same year. Well, that explains the voice because it yeah. actually is the same vintage. I mean, you know, he can still sound like. But no, he, he's pretty good at putting on a voice, right? Yeah. Whereas I guess for both of these, he used the same one. And I then s- yeah, that same year, there's a film where he complains about all the kids being too obsessed with space. <laughs> I, I still haven't seen Toy Story four. Same. Should watch that. Yeah. Well, I like I always say that the tweet I saw that really summed up my feeling was. 
I don't care if it's good. That's not enough of an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> like three finished the series. We didn't need a four. Yeah. Well, I guess as, as I said, my daughter aged out a bit. So now she's, I'm not supposed to know this, but she, there's some anime coming out on July 8th that apparently has mildly dirty jokes. So I'm not supposed to know that she's going to the theater to see it. But I'm like, okay. I don't care. Yeah, she doesn't she does know who her dad is, right? <laughs> yeah, really? I don't care. Go ahead. Well, when um, sometimes she's up when I get home at night now because she's in junior high, right? And yeah. Like, as soon as she hears the door, it's like, on the remote control, right? <laughs> so, the first couple of times, like, I walk in there, like, you're just in here staring at a remote control. What's going on? <laughs> then she was staring at two remote controls. Oh, oh, she's waiting for me to leave. And so you can put it back on, because I can't see a second of the anime. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know, maybe you know more than me, how accurate is this film? Is it pretty much how events went down? I, I can't get like Neil deGrasse Tyson specific. Yeah, I don't but... know what that, but like is, did you do you know how much it took they... liberties with the story of what happened? I don't think they fudged many facts. It's based on a book that, well, uh, unless... It's based on if, Jim Level's own book. Right, right I was about to say, if they did fudge it, uh, Jim did it himself, probably. <laughs> but, uh, if he was going to fudge it, it would be to make himself seem more heroic, and he doesn't do that much. I mean, for all I know, I, there, as far as the space stuff, well, that's mm. the whole point. He didn't do that much. It was a thousand people on the ground, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but he even lets um, Kevin Bacon do the piloting. Yeah, like, I don't... No, well, he was the command module pilot, so... Yeah. No, but there's literally a scene right, where he sits in the pilot chair and he's like, no, it's your chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, where was I going with that? Like, the space stuff is... I think it's pretty much on target. Yeah. I, I don't know about some of the details, you know? Yeah. Like, like I don't know. Maybe they, like, moved Fred Hayes' wife's pregnancy around. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, we've already talked about how they, they probably... The characters probably does not accurately reflect... The people who were really there, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure some of the the character stuff was probably tweaked a little bit, but yeah. e even then, I don't remember not like, hearing anything like that. Not like really... to the extent of Braveheart, where he gets a woman pregnant who would have been two years old at the actual time William Wallace died. Nothing like that, right? <laughs> they just wouldn't move that pregnancy around a little. I'm not even saying they did. They, maybe they didn't. I'm just saying yeah, that's yeah. the kind of thing that right. would because basically, be like, if you want a dramatic Hollywood event to make a film of. This is fucking spot on. You couldn't write a better one. Like, <laughs> literally down to the last second, you don't know if they're going to live or die. I mean, obviously, you do. <laughs> but if you didn't know, and especially being based on a true story, you could believe they're not going to make it. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, that was the whole thing why it was kind of a media circus, right? Because yeah. it was a fantastic story. Because like, I was watching it for the second time, and also knowing the real events. And I was still edging my seat at the end there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is... I was saying, like, it's not necessarily a smart film, but it's a damn good film if you want this kind of film. Well, the, the characters are smart, and you don't doubt that. Yeah. So. I mean, even, you know, with Kevin Bacon's, um, or, uh, Swaggered, I mean, that's even, like, a Swagger, excuse me, I'm thinking of Jimmy Swaggart. They all say Swaggart in the film. Yeah. Tell Evangelist Jimmy Swaggart. <laughs> well, Swaggart's giving me the clap. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Fred Hayes. laughs> yeah. so, but you still don't doubt that the guy's sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, um, I mean, they, they kind of do that in the right stuff. Have you seen the right stuff? No. Okay, if we're doing Apollo 13, we're going to have to be doing that one, too, because... Shit, what's that about? It's about the Mercury astronaut. Fuck's sake, I didn't know that. Okay. That was the film on before Apollo 13. Oh, hell. But you the picture was just some dude, and I was like, oh, it looks like... And the films before that were all a bunch of, like, very dry, dramery films. Ah, uh, okay. So I just assumed it was another one of them. I didn't know the space thing started two weeks earlier. Oops! It was in the theater. <laughs> oh well, it's like it's like three and a half hours long, so mm. you might not have time for it. <laughs> yeah, I'd have had to do it at the weekend, I guess. 
Because I, I tried to put that one on for my family, and the first 45 minutes is actually about Chuck Yeager, the test pilot. Still cool stuff, but yeah. they're like, oh, this is kind of boring. It's not going anywhere. We're like, well, they're building up because it's a long-ass movie. <laughs> so, um, that, no, that was one of the first films I think they put in the Library of Congress as they had to basically enshrine. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, that's that's very Shit, much... I wish I'd watched that now. <laughs> too bad. Anyway, yeah. it's, 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 it's still... Um, I do feel like Apollo 13 is a kind of spiritual successor to that movie. I think it would make sense why they put them in the theatre. Yeah. Although that means that they think the trilogy goes the right stuff Apollo 13 Armageddon. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're doing Armageddon soon too then. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I watched a month ago and I guess I'm about to watch again. So, <laughs> I honestly, uh, I, I don't mind. I hmm. What, what, what movie did I like better, Armageddon? Or, okay, Apollo 13 is definitely a better movie. I'm just sitting here trying to think, what, what do I actually like better? <laughs> okay, this one because because of all that Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. That and I spent, I, I've been around Steven Tyler, and he was actually cool. But man, that song, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Have I told the Steven Tyler story? No. Oh, okay, this is when I worked in Maine at the, um, you know, t teaching outdoor science, and the kids would stay for a couple days. Uh, and and we didn't have to. We weren't like um, counselors. We didn't have to stay with them. So the kids came with like their teachers and a couple chaperones. Mm. And this private school from like near Boston came with Stephen Tyler's kid. For some reason, Stephen Tyler decided to chaperone. Nice. He's very cool. Like he was like he didn't. He made less sense than I do most of the time. Right. You know, he just kind of. <laughs> but he was happy to talk to everyone. The one time, and I didn't have to deal with this because. Uh, but the the director had to go at midnight because he had. He was. He had all the boys on the front steps of the dorm singing at midnight, which wasn't cool. So, but I didn't have to stop that. So no problem. But yeah, we were all like joking about because this was uh, maybe two thousand one or something, two thousand two. Yeah. So we kept joking like I forget the kid's name, but we were like, oh, we should go be like, hey, can you set us up with your sister? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, yeah. Because I was wondering which kid you meant. Because I was like. If you'd met her, I'd be much more excited about the fact you met Liv Tyler than the fact you met Steve. Oh, no, she, Liv Tyler <laughs> she was not there, but we yeah, were. Yeah. We did not say it to him, of course, but we were like, we should be like, hey, can you say well, your sister? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it is, uh, and, and you, I'm sure you know the From the Earth to the Moon miniseries. Yeah. Okay, because that basically came directly from this. I mean, it's got, I think Sp Spielberg's on that too. Tom Hanks is... He shows up in a bit. He's still um, producing. Okay. I think Ron Howard still has something to do with it. When they came to Apollo 13, they did. They were like, well, we already did the movie. We can't just do that again. So right. they um, they changed it to where the, the whole thing focused on, like, the wives, like, even more so. Where, like, okay. that was the prime focus of that episode. So hmm. have, you seen, have you seen that show? Not for a long-ass time, okay. if at all. I watched it a few years ago, so it's quite good. So. Yeah, yeah, it's my cup of tea. Yeah, and then there's a newer show, which um, I guess about going to Mars, so it is science fiction, but uh, okay. I haven't seen that one. Right. Yeah. Where, uh, do, where, you, where, do, you, do you, right now, believe we'll get to Mars in our lifetime? Um, let's see, we got some robots on Mars, at least. No, I want to I see a human up there. Yeah, of course, everybody does. But um, here's, here's the weird thing NASA keeps saying now. Mm. The current scientists are like, we can't... No, we don't know how we're going to get astronauts through the Van Allen radiation belts, right? I, I thought that's what people said was, isn't that what moon landing guys bring up as being? That's yeah. I'm not. I'm not are not, they wrong about where it is? Is that the thing? That could be it. I'm just saying that that is the one, the most compelling piece of evidence I hear when people do want to talk about like, oh, we didn't really go to the moon, right? Because now we have all the scientists saying we don't know how to get through this belt with people. It's like, well, we already did that, didn't we? Or did we just get really lucky? Well, yeah, I was about to say, because one of these guys did die of cancer. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it was just in the 60s, they didn't fucking care. And they launched a bunch of people through the radiation belt and some of them did die. Yeah, that could also be the case. And now they're just being more conscientious, which... And, and NASA I mean, wouldn't want to admit that, would they? So no. Yeah, so... I mean, that's a... Yeah, which conspiracy is darker? We didn't go, or we sent people through uh, cancer machines. <laughs> which one I'm more willing to believe the American government did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes the conspiracy theory is actually nicer than what could have happened. Well, that's mostly the case, right? Because isn't the reason a lot of people turn to conspiracy theories is because it's more comfortable to believe that someone is in control, <laughs> even if it's the bad guys, rather than just the fact that it's all chaos. <laughs> right, right. 
Well, it brings back to, I forget who the law is named, and not a law, the, the, the axiom, whatever it is. Um, razor, it's another, it's not Occam's oh, okay. Razor. Oh, another no, razor. it's a okay. different Razor, which is uh, the idea basically being, if you do something horrible, it doesn't matter if you did it on purpose or you were negligent. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when you're talking about them, the elite, you know, and their plans, well, it could just be people, like, doing really horrible shit because they're dumb too it, it doesn't excuse it it just you know it kind of takes away the the, the um chart behind you with all those strings attached yeah, to different no, yeah. photos and stuff <laughs> the world is more darkly comic than it is like, <laughs> so that's where a movie like this comes across well because it's like oh people can be smart and come together somewhat as well yeah mm. oh that that's the reason why i love space shit and moon landing shit and nasa shit right because it's one of the few examples we can look at and just say look the human race wanted to do something, and we fucking did it. <laughs> and it was good for a bit. Maybe we did it to impress the Russians, but you have to have your motivations. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if you look at the individual astronauts, they did it to impress Czechs. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I mean, the thing is, um, we currently, apparently, don't actually have the technology to do this. We don't have, the, I mean, I guess they're working yeah, we don't on have it, rockets and stuff. They cannot around. build a Saturn V rocket at this moment. They're, it seems they're starting to come a little bit close, but uh, yeah. they just had you. They had to like relearn the wheel on that. So you yeah. know, they. I guess there were no proper apprentices. I don't know how it works out that way. Like, yeah, we, we didn't have gills. any. We don't have any Nazis left to show us how to build rockets. So <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> oh right, right, because they had they had the aliens teaching them. So yeah, right, with brain probes and. And Thalema. No, no, they just—they no. just really wanted to build rockets in the forties. What, what was the, what was the German co a cause? Thalema's Crowley. There was a German thing too. Do you know what I'm getting at? But the um, Thalena. Although I don't know the person's name, I know the name of the um, the occult club they were all in, which then basically became the Nazi Party. What's that? Oh, no, no, I've forgotten it. Okay, but I know of it. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. How did I get there? Anyway, oh, yeah. the Thule Society. Yeah, Thor, there we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a person, it was a society. Okay. But yeah, it basically evolved into the Nazi party. See, the lame is not too far off, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's more about the Eye of Horus. You know the yeah. Eye of Horus, right? I know, what the Eye of Horus, mostly from Stargate. Mm. Oh, well, that's the Eye of Ra. Oh, you <laughs> don't know? It's not a real thing. No, the, the, the Eye of Horus is the butthole. That's where the magic comes from. Oh, okay. That's where your soul is, because that's where a Kappa puts its hand up and pulls your soul out. That's right. And, and, and Crowley, Alistair Crowley, wanted to be on the bottom. He felt that was more magical. Uh -huh. mm. Interesting man. I just found his G-spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. He, he, he said he was performing opera. Mm. That's a good euphemism. What were we doing this week? Ah, I was performing opera. Yeah, opera around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> opera, hardly know her. <laughs> Vent. Yeah, there, there's the Nazi stuff right there. So yeah, they throw in the lovable little German, but like you know that guy's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the son of a Nazi. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, this is 1970, right? So it's only 15 years after the war. That's no, not. Yeah, <laughs> 25 years after the war. Okay, I've made that mistake before, so I'm not gonna call you on it too hard. But yeah. <laughs> I said, does my math still work? <laughs> That's twice as long ago as the war was for them. Yeah, yeah, because we're 52 years past. Anyway, we're, we're way more removed from these guys now. Yeah. When the movie was made, though, it's about the same, so, because right. it's 95, so. That's true, actually, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's War, Apollo 13, the movie Apollo 13, and Matt and Luke recorded the podcast about Apollo 13. The only podcast about Apollo 13 that's ever been recorded. The only one you need. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, Gunterven? What, huh? I just... just I was I find it amusing that they did throw in the little German guy in the oh, film. Oh, I just didn't know if we were going to be talking about paperclip more, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can. I find it fascinating, but. Yeah. Well, what else is in this movie did you find fascinating? I've seen this movie, like, a bunch. This is one that, like, I just remember in high school, like, 
people we hang out spring break and this would just be on the TV in the background while we were like trying to snort lines of margarita salt like it was cocaine. Like it basically... Don't do that, by the way. It's a bad idea. Uh, yeah, I, you've done suicide shot. What is that? Because you know the tequila is usually you like lick the salt, do the tequila. Yeah. This is where you snort the salt, drink the tequila, and then put the lime in your eye. That sounds terrible. It was. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do we have? We had the, um, well, there's just the Long Island iced teas, right? Yeah. That's what you get on your 21st birthday, earlier in the, in the UK, I know. And then there's the Mind Eraser. What's that one? Uh, I don't quite, it, it had some kind of choc- chocolate or coffee liqueur and a few other things. And um, anyway, a, a Mark, our guest here sometimes, and I got, I got the Mind Eraser the Earl in Atlanta, right? Mm. I quite enjoyed it, but um, two minutes after a Mind Eraser, you're sitting outside of the Earl with Mark sitting on the curb like, oh God, oh God. So <laughs> I think his mind actually did get erased. <laughs> I've definitely told you about the Tiberius. Uh, go for it. That's what we used to get each other on birthdays, this vodka, whiskey, absinthe, and Red Bull. Why is it type not is like not like Kirk like the Roman? Emperor. Not like Kirk. Oh, I like Kirk. Why is it's it like because Kirk? previously I'd invented a drink, and it was like it was like gin and juice or something. It was quite tasty, and I recalled about what we should name it. When I named it the Tiberius, and I'm like, no, this isn't a gin. We call this one the Picard. Mm. And then we're like, well, okay, what do we call the Tiberius? <laughs> and then we decided we just made up the most insane drink we could think of. I'm not sure I've properly invented a drink. I got pretty, in the past, I was pretty good at being able to make about 10 different cocktails. Like, I, maybe I should have been a bartender at some point, but... Uh, I'm yeah. sure I didn't actually invent this, but the one that I managed to get a lot of people to use the name mm. was Ginergy. <laughs> I'm sure you can imagine what that is. <laughs> What's that, Gin? Uh, gin and Red Bull? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, the Tiberius ended when, I think, on, like, my 25th birthday, they gave me one that was... Vodka, whiskey, absinthe, and wine. Oh, no, no, that's headache fuel. <laughs> yeah. All of the Tiberius already. It took me like an hour like... just to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> Every sip, I wanted to retch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we replaced wine, wine, replaced what? Red Bull. Red Bull. <laughs> it replaced the thing that's meant to make it, like, tolerable. <laughs> I had a bit of Scotty's Green about two weeks ago. Well, Scotty's Green? And, and next gen, we, when Guinan gives him the bottle on the Enterprise mm. D, and yeah. it's like, what is it? It's it's green. <laughs> anyway, I had that because I, I, I was, I, they were like, here, this bottle at my house, and I I still don't know what the hell it was. It, it was I'm not now. Yeah. No, it was somewhere in the Shochu, Nihonshu. Okay. You know, wheelhouse, but I wasn't quite, like, I wasn't sure which of those two it was, so it was definitely in a spot of weird. Mm. Mm. Um, How the fuck did we get into this one? <laughs> because that's what it smells like in their spacecraft in this movie. Yeah. I, I have to get back to smell This is This is my prime. I brought it up several times before, and especially with Fred Hayes hurling. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I'm sure they also had to watch a turd or two floating around. Cause also, they, had, they weren't even allowed to eject. I know. They had to save for, they had to go camping the style. The toilets for a while. Pack it out. Yeah. So, you know, hold it. That's what my dad used to say. He'd be like, just on the long car trip, just, just recycle. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> pee, just recycle. <laughs> yeah, I'd always say I need to get out and water the trees. Mm. Watering, gardening at night, that's an R.E.M. song. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, just thinking about how just, I mean, they are, you know, as David Bowie says, floating around their tin can lost in space. So yeah. that, that's essentially a pretty wild place to be. I mean, what does, what does that do to your mind when you know that you're, I, I guess you got you your two buddies, huh? It makes you bones. From Star Trek. Oh, oh, right, sorry. I thought I thought it was giving you a hard on. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, obviously that's why you do it. It's for the the danger, the thrill. <laughs> we do the danger zone. Yeah, but this is the come on. The, the people that would get in a strap themselves to you know this much rocket fuel. Oh yeah, and these blow are it up. That that's more badass than the manliest dudes you've ever lived. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason Buzz Aldrin punched that guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd done the coolest thing that any human on Earth has ever done and someone came up and said you hadn't done it, you'd punch them too. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that guy speak. He sounds perfectly affable, but he still deserved to get punched. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the low techiness. And here's one thing I couldn't work out, even watching this movie, the actual space in there. But how big it is? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure... That, like they always do in films, right? They fudge it so you can see everyone. Right. Like, um, have you had the thing pointed out to you that they, they've taken all the headrests off cars in films? Oh, no. 
So you can see when someone turns around and looks at someone else, you can see them. Oh, okay. Now I never worked that out. Yeah, so. and I, until someone points out to you, you don't. And then you're like, oh, right, yeah, they do do that in almost everything. Yeah, so I guess they took the headrests off of their couch. Yeah, and like all the apartments only have three walls. And yeah. that's how they can look so fucking huge. Have you seen shots of inside? I, I, the, I think NASA has their own capsule, or the Dragon capsules. and mm. That's pretty wild. Have you seen shots of the insides? Not in a while. Okay, because it's a much more it's more spacious, bigger, right? Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Kind yeah. of, a, it looks more sci-fi, and then they just got the, like the flat screen in front of them instead of like endless. I don't know if I was in space, I think I'd like to have endless switches and knobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, um, you want to know when you flip that switch, you're flipping that switch. Well, you're do doing it on a touchscreen scene. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we talked about computers and cars, right? I couldn't build a car, but I can in my head understand how a car works. Mm. So I trust what I'm doing when I use one. I have no idea how fucking computers work. And they regularly don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I still... Yeah, I, I wonder if that is going to come up as being an issue. Hopefully not, but mm. come up as being an issue in the near future where someone's like, wow, we need to actually have, like... Oh, yeah, I'd rather be on the Galactica than any other ship in the fleet. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, the, they, you know, we got the Enterprise back in uh, Strange New Worlds, which which does have a fair amount of touchscreens, but has some nice, you know, handles yeah. and jelly buttons and stuff. Yeah, so you yeah. got to have that stuff. Well, I do like viewer again. classic Star Wars and Star Trek. There's all those knobs and dials and buttons, none of which are labeled. <laughs> they're all just colored squares. How the fuck does anyone know what they're doing on well, those Well, I definitely labels? love how, um, how uh, Swagger labels his one in this one. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do not hit that switch. I was thinking, though, like, like I saw they have, like, the little rounded, you know, pieces of metal to keep you from actually bumping it, but I was like... You, you come at the right angle, you could still bump it. You could one, still yeah. bump it, yeah, that was my thought. Because, so. yeah, there's, when they're, like, doing the TV broadcast and he's just floating around bumping into things, it's, like, <laughs> it'd be pretty easy to fucking kill everyone on the shuttle. Not the shuttle, the rocket. Would you have more trouble sleeping in the, in the command module or on the moon? Not that they went on the moon this movie, but... Did they have? Did how long were they on the moon when they went to the moon? Which one? Any of them? Well, um, the Apollo Eleven. They just landed. They stayed in there for maybe five hours or so. Went out for about two hours. Mm. Came back in and launched back up. That's what I was thinking. I, I don't think anyone was ever on the moon long enough to sleep. Were they? Oh no, no, they slept on the moon. The okay. Apollo Eleven. They were ordered to take a nap basically before going ah. out. Um, and some uh, some of the later missions, they actually did stay on the moon for a couple of days. So they had yeah, they had to take. Because they had their, their rovers by then, right? They could go out for the day. Um, maybe this will answer your question. I didn't sleep on Christmas Eve until I was in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> That's, no, that doesn't answer my question. Would it be more... I, I, I'm excited. I can't sleep. I'm looking at comfortable <laughs> versus excited, I guess. Because right. in the command module, would you be getting bored? Or would that... Because would, that's two days. So you're not going to be on the moon for another two days. Can you sleep then in Geograv? I think I, it would, zero graph sounds like the ultimate comfort to me. So on and you have a very controlled temperature as well. So if they told you to take a nap before you got out, you couldn't do it. Once I'm on the moon, I think I could sleep. Yeah, you go out for a few hours, you're going to be tired, you know? You, and then you spend like... Buzzing. You, you guys spend like an I hour... Wanna, I don't want to waste a minute of moon time. No, 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 but you go... Well, when they order you, do it. But you go out... You Matt, know, when have I ever done one told? <laughs> there's a, 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 Fuck you, NASA. I'm, just, I'm not going to bed. <laughs> You're not my real dad. <laughs> well, they do that in this movie with the, the biosensors, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and we're being told to go to sleep. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, because... That bit's funny when he takes off the biosensor. But then, how did he then think the other two had died? Did he not get what was going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, but you're so used to looking at these metrics. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. Would, I, I kind of get it. It would it make you jump funny. a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but here's my point, though. On the... With the moon, you so you didn't sleep before. You said, fuck mm. you, NASA, right? Yeah. Then you spent like an hour, well, maybe 30 minutes getting into your gear. Mm -hmm. You went on the moon, a lot of physical exertion for, oh, well, let's get let's make it a later mission. You're out there all day. Yeah. You come back and you got to get all the fucking moon dust off of your shit, right? Yeah. You're going to be ready to sleep. Yeah, maybe I'd have a little nap there. <laughs> I mean, there's a certain point where you just pass out, so. Well, because yeah, I, I always pass out in the evening on Christmas Day. I bet they had speed on those ships. Probably. They, not probably. You, they had to. Was that a thing that people were using for their sort of purposes at that time? Nazis gave speed to their soldiers. Yeah, well. Americans go. did a little bit, too. Yeah. <laughs> Better known for Nazis, but I think there were a few cases. Where, well, Vietnam, come on, they're all on drugs. Yep. <laughs> well, about to say Sorry, that. not all of them. <laughs> but there were a lot of people on drugs. <laughs> Your respected loved one who died in Vietnam was not on drugs.
So the question of like, would you go on the Mars mission comes up a lot. And I was having the conversation with mutual friends, Rob and Matty. And Rob was like, no, you, you, I wouldn't get on it. What if you died? What if you died? Wait until they perfected it. And I'm like, if I die my old age on Earth, no one's going to remember me. No one remembers people who die like champs. If I die on a Mars mission, my name will be remembered forever. And like, I looked it up. Not that many people have died in space. I'm pretty sure I don't have the psychological profile to do that. That's my thing. It's not fear of death. I think I, I actually would go like, I'd go like Steve Buscemi Space Nuts. I don't think I would. <laughs> I, I can spend fucking ages on buses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, I, I, I think I, if they want, who knows, maybe I have some weird quirk of the person, personality that actually makes me perfect for it, but sitting right here, I feel like I'd probably get a little loopy uh, not being able to go outside. <laughs> we, we, we didn't test ourselves with a, um, with a lockdown like most of our listeners did. Right, exactly. So I, I didn't even make it through that. Uh, the, the one week Japan sort of kind of locked down, it was... It's, we were gold. still going hiking in mountains because there's... It was golden people, week. Right? I just I just stayed at the family house in the middle of the countryside. So it's like yeah. it was a vacation week for me. So, <laughs> yeah. But especially the, the you know, the Shanghai-style lockdown, I don't know how I'd handle that. I mean, I get it that people are streaming out of windows and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, the... Um, this is going to sound dumb. The bit that I genuinely wonder about if any kind of, like, going to prison, being on a spaceship, joining the army. I oh. masturbate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, as long as the Mars mission has, you know, a wanking room, I'm golden. <laughs> what were the three choices again? Prison, spaceship, or joining the army. Actually, those three, I would go as spaceship. Huh. <laughs> well, yeah, I would too. <laughs> I don't want to go to prison or join the army. Yeah. I guess yeah. it's interesting both of us are very, like, instantly, like, yeah, spaceship is above army. Because yeah, lots of people I'm, join the army. I'm a pacifist. <laughs> I mean, we, we... I mean, I, I regularly wish death on certain right-wing politicians. <laughs> because I don't want them to keep ordering wars. <laughs> you want them to do something so insanely stupid they manage to kill themselves. No, I, I want to punch them in the face over and over and over until I stop feeling resistance because they're liquid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that's cool. And yes, that was a direct threat to Boris Johnson. It's not satire. <laughs> That's why you live in Japan. <laughs> wait, wait till you get stopped at customs. <laughs> That's fine. We all know the algorithm doesn't listen after the first fifteen minutes. <laughs> Although I think we did mention Nazis and the moon landing being fake within the first fifteen minutes, so <laughs> maybe they're listening to this one. <laughs> okay, uh, it is currently June twenty-seven. Yeah, something like that. When you do go back into the UK, will Boris Johnson still be the prime minister? I got no idea. I. <laughs> So. Okay. <laughs> he already won a vote of no confidence. <laughs> <laughs> He's been hanging on for some time there. Oh, well, the thing is, like, for people who don't like the Tories, if we get rid of him, they'll just replace him with another identikit fucking scumbag. Well, yeah. And the people who are the Tories are like, well, it's good that he's absorbing all the criticism and we can just keep doing our evil shit in the background. Well, that's the thing when, so in America. You don't like Trump, look at number two in charge. Yeah. You, don't, you don't like Biden, look at number two in charge. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to the 2024 election when it's fucking Harris versus Pence. <laughs> <laughs> so Whoever wins, we lose. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good campaign slogan. <laughs> um, Apollo 13, I'm actually curious how it holds up. This was a formative film for me. It was the prestige film of 95, I guess. I, I you know, got it. Op- I saw it on opening night, bought it, and it's letterboxed VHS. But I feel like maybe 25 years later, it's a touch hokey. No, it holds up really well. Okay. I felt uh, it, it's hokey and cheesy, but in the best ways. Okay, because I'm watching. I'm, I, I still like it. I just I like this movie. But I was thinking, like, watching it today, does it have a bit of a, like, a... a, a... That, it's because... No one makes a film that's just fucking earnest anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, right? like a Marvel movie, I think it's like a rule in Marvel that you have to undercut every possible dramatic moment with a joke <laughs> so no one can get too upset. 30 right? seconds, no snark. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, one of the big memes when the Batman came out would it be like a picture of someone screaming and crying and it's like Marvel fans when Batman doesn't say, oh, that sounded better in my head after every line. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, like, yeah, I was edge of my seat during the tent scenes. I welled up a little bit when they all made it home. But yeah, it's fucking great. Fantastic movie. And looks amazing. Yeah, we barely talked I mean, about- I assume this is all model work, but there's not a shot in it that looks bad. Yeah, we didn't talk about the effects because 
this, the, they're so good that you just assume you're watching a documentary most of the time. Yeah, right? Well, because it is all stuff that did happen. Because I often think this with effects, right? It doesn't matter how good your effects are, your brain will still tell you something's not real. Mm. Like, I think the Transformers movies basically look perfect. But you're still in your head like, yeah, but they, they don't, those don't exist. What, you're saying that? Say that one more time. The Transformers films look perfect. No, 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 no. Take out the middle part. The Transformers don't. Yeah, they don't exist. That's why I don't like living mm. on this earth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the Apollos, hey, this, it, no matter how wanky or wank, wark, wonk, the, the Saturn V was there and the Apollos were there, so. Yeah. And yeah. So design-wise, they're there and they look cool. Right. But yeah, but I think your brain is just more willing. Like um, a lot of films, they do so much stuff with effects that you don't realize. Mm. Because if it's just a real thing, you don't think it's fake. Yeah. Um, so like there'll be cities where it's like, oh, no, the actors never even went to that city. That was all effects. Mm. But you don't notice it. But when they go to some alien planet, your mind is looking for the little details and stuff. I guess we're going to talk about it soon. But I, I think Armageddon's part of its um, part of the reason it kind of worked. Mm. is because it is definitely sci-fi, but has enough grounding and stuff we know is real, that, and it's still mostly model work. So yeah. I, I think those three things help, helped that film, even though it's I mean, kind it's of a hot mess of in other ways. I mean, it's full of bullshit. That's what I was saying. It's full of bullshit, but I think maybe that little sweet spot is, yeah, uh, makes yeah, it like, so well, yeah, endearing. We, rockets exist. Nukes exist. Big rocks exist. Whereas this one doesn't need anything because it's, you know, already... Yeah. Like, so yeah, you completely forget you're looking at effects shots mm. in this film. Um, but yeah, like they do put it on the science fiction shelf in the um, in the video store if those existed. Mm. <laughs> How many new mosquito bites do you have now? At least one. Oh, I'm I'm going for. It's right under my knee, and it's real like. I'm going for more than one. Anyway, that's that. I guess that's my saying. I think we've wrapped this one up, and we're getting bitten by mosquitoes. So. <laughs> Later, skaters, Houston. We have a podcast. That podcast can be found. You only oh, that's plug. been my outro, but I meant to plug, aren't I? Yeah. You tell Houston your plug. Do your plug. The preceding for... podcast can be found on Twitter at MLSFSPod. It's also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you rate and review, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. You can also support the podcast at patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. The views expressed in this podcast are the views of Matt and Luke only. They do not reflect the rest of the Podcastio Podcastius network and are not intended to cause offense. Unless you're Boris Johnson, in which case, fuck you. Summer.